Hello and welcome! Bonjour et bienvenue! This is the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. This is episode 76. We have Jason Bahamundi on the podcast of Run, Try, Bike magazine. It's a great interview. I can't wait to share it. And a shout out to Razik Rauf, who made the connection between Jason and I possible. And speaking of possible or impossible, you gotta check out the podcast artwork for this episode. Jason's eating an impossible Whopper, and I just absolutely love the photo, and I absolutely love the food game while running. Too funny. Can totally relate. We'll get to that interview after just our little bit of housekeeping. The film festival is coming, of course. There is a giveaway right now with Root Arrows on Instagram. Rosalind Braun and her father of Root Arrows there, they're giving away two tickets to any of my shows in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, or Canmore. All you need to do is get on there and comment about some root marking from runs you've done in the past. I'll link it in the show notes. Make sure to enter before it's too late. And if you want to just go ahead and buy your tickets, of course, Vancouver... Those tickets are on sale already. We've got big news coming soon about the show. Edmonton, shout out to all of you who bought out our early bird tickets in just over three days. Thank you so much. The support is incredible. Just wow. Crow's Nest Pass, you're on sale already as well. Get those online through the links. Calgary and Canmore, you will come on as soon as we can get to them. And thank you all for sharing the podcast as much as you have. Last week's episode has been downloaded more than 300 times already. And that's because so many of you shared it across all the platforms. Thank you so much for the support. Please do the same for this latest episode with Jason. Let's get to it. Today's guest is the owner of Run Try Bike Mag, Jason Bahamundi. Jason is a trail runner himself, someone who loves to compete, but also loves the way that trail running makes his soul feel. Jason, thanks for coming on. Hey, Adam, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate yours as well. I'm excited to talk about you and the the magazine, the publication. Before we get into it, quick shout out to Razik Rauf. He told us to link up and I'm so glad that he did. So thank you, Raz. Dude is awesome. Isn't he? Yes, absolutely the best. But we're not talking to him today. We're talking to you, Jason. Tell us about you, a little bit about yourself and your your life as a trail runner, how you got into it. Oh, my life as a trail runner, how I got into it. So my life as a trail runner started while I was training for Ironman events. The first half of my endurance sports career, I don't know if that's the right phrase. I was a triathlete, finished uh, uh, eight Ironman events. And in that time, I was getting burned out. A couple of buddies of mine were like, hey, I'm going to do this 100-mile race in the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, like, yeah, have fun with that. And as their training went along, they said to me, hey, we're going to be running uh, 50 miles. I lived in Texas at the time at this uh, Rocky Raccoon event. I was like, I could do that. I could run 50 miles. Well, that was all I needed. Once I got the taste of running in the woods, splashing in puddles, getting dirty, you know, just feeling totally wiped out when you're done was everything and then next thing you know register for 100 mile race register for 100 mile race register for 100 mile race and then the world just opened up and i was like this is where i belong it's a wonderful community and that in itself is such a great feeling to feel like you belong somewhere uh, as though you felt 
uh, you met your tribe, if you will. Uh, clearly that feeling hooked you because that has got a lot to do with what the magazine is. Tell us a little bit about Run, Try, Bike. Yeah, so about three years ago, I started this business, uh, Run, Try, Bike, and the premise of it, the vision and mission is to prove that there is a spot at the starting line for everybody and everybody. For those of you who don't know me, I am a Puerto Rican kid born in the Bronx, New York. So the idea of racing Ironman, running 100 miles, running super far-fetched, would never have been an idea of mine. Um, the major American sports, right? Baseball, basketball, football, sure. But these things didn't exist. And But I got into them and I loved them. But as I looked around me, I didn't see people that looked like me or my family. And I was like, there's something wrong about this. And so when I started talking to my family about it, they they said to me, and I laugh about it to this day, they said, we don't do that stuff. And I'm like, who's this we? I'm doing <laughs> it. Like, let's go, you know? And it was like under that uh, idea that I wanted people to feel recognized in these sports. And so we launched the business and we are the voice of the everyday athlete. We interview people like you are here with uh, the podcast. And then we write stories about their journeys. And in some cases, you've got people overcoming alcohol, drug abuse. You've got people who are dealing with uh, sexual abuse, people who are dealing with gender identity. Um, we've got a story coming out of an athlete. She said, I don't have a story. I like, I'm just a lady in the middle of the country who likes to run. And I'm like, that's a story. <laughs> and so, you know, I want people to feel like they are part of this community, that they are welcomed at the starting line, even if they don't see themselves there or see themselves as special. Um, because I believe that every story matters. And so we go through um, talking to people, two, three, four people a day sometimes. Our goal is to tell 366 stories this year, and and um, we're well on pace for that. And that's literally how the business got started and the focus of it. Was there a moment when you realized that this this vision of yours made sense? Can, can Do you remember a time when you were like, oh, I, I, I know what to do? Yeah, June 2023. I had been struggling with the business in terms of what is it that we want to do? Because when I launched it, we wanted everyday athlete stories. But I also thought, well, we need to have tips on there because that, that was the, the guiding light for a lot of other businesses out there five ways to get faster on the bike, 10 ways to get stronger on the run. And like, it was just competing with so much information because it wasn't just typical business media publications, but you also had influencers talking about it and stuff. And it's just such a competition. And June of 2023, uh, Lori, who's my girlfriend and, our, and a partner in the business and Ohm, who is our other partner in the business, sat down and we were like, we need to lean into this idea of being the voice of the everyday athlete. And it changed overnight. We changed the headers on our LinkedIn pages, our Twitter accounts, our you know, Instagram account. We changed everything to just literally say the voice of the everyday athlete. And then we started asking people. Instead of having, instead of waiting for them to come to us, we went out after them. We said, Your story matters. Tell us your story. And we put out a request every other day, right? And next thing you know, we saw this um, 
wave of momentum and our platform grow and not to get businessy on you, but our goal last year was to grow 25% and we grew 35%. Amazing. And it's because we keep telling people your story matters. You're the voice of the everyday athlete. Come and share it on the voice of the everyday athlete. And we've seen it just sort of just um, be contagious. Hey, I, I read John's story and I want to tell mine. Hey, I read Suzanne's story and I want to tell mine. And it's just been this amazing momentum. And, and so I can pinpoint it back to June of 2023 when we just sat down and we're like, we're going to lean into this hard, really hard. And that became everything. Well, it's funny because you said, oh, I don't want to get businessy on you yet. I'm going to kind of lean into that part of it actually on you because so you make that adjustment June 2023. You're going forward now. I also know from our previous conversation that you've got fire in the belly. You're a competitive guy. You had talked about, you know, you know, if we help one person, that's great. And you were like, poo poo to that. I want to help everyone like I want to be out there and help a mass of people. So how you I think you've gotten into this, but how do you continue to keep that momentum going and and find a way into more people's hearts? I'll, I'll expand on what you said earlier, right? I talk to people all the time. And they're like, well, if my story helps one person, I've, I've, it's everything to me. And I'm like, no, I want to help millions of people. I get that in order for me to help millions of people, I got to start with one. But if my vision is only one person, that's too small. I, I'm a big dreamer. Like, We're going to help millions of people. We're going to share this everywhere. And so that's our guiding light. How do we help millions of people? Well, in order to do that, we have to keep repeating who we are. I teach marketing at the collegiate level. And I always tell my students, like, think about Burger King or McDonald's or Nike. They don't necessarily need to be on TV every other commercial, but they are. Why? Because they're repeating their message constantly. And so then when you're ready to buy a burger or a pair of shoes or whatever it is that you need to buy, you've already heard their message so many times. And so that's all we're doing. We're telling you that your story matters because it does. And then we're just repeating that over and over and over again. We share the subscription to our newsletter, the subscription page to our newsletter every other day on every other platform. And here's how I know it's working. Forget about the growth in the hockey stick on the platform side of it. We were asked at TRE, how many people do you have working for you? And I just started laughing. And I'm like, literally, hands-on day-to-day operations, it's two people. I have Ohm, who's managing Facebook and Instagram and website stuff. And then you have me, who's on LinkedIn and Threads and Twitter and website stuff, right? We've split it so that we can be in all of these places and make it look like we've got 100 people working for us. But the commonality behind it all is we're telling the same thing over and over again. We're repeating our message. We are the voice of the everyday athlete, and your story matters. Come share it with us. You hear it enough times, you're like, my story does matter. I want to tell it to people. I want to share it. And next thing you know, we've got this um, momentum. To the point that earlier this week, I could not stop laughing. I used to tell Ohm, we need to be the influencer's influencer or the blogger's blog. And earlier this week, somebody reached out to us and said, hey, do you mind if I write some uh, articles and stories for you about um, being an endurance athlete? Because they have another website for their business. But he's like, it doesn't fit in here. So can I write it for you instead? Or like, yeah, absolutely. You know, let's help influence 
your business be- through endurance sports. And so it's just become that that momentum. And I think people need to understand when you launch a business, you're literally starting with zero and you have to slowly build that momentum. It, there's no other way around it. Connections with people is what ultimately matters to you. And I know that, but what's what's been most rewarding then for, for the from this whole thing for you? When the person that I'm interviewing opens up to me. So I'll give you a perfect example. I interviewed Jennifer Comfort a number of months ago and she was like, I, I don't know what to talk about. I could see the hesitancy. And, and we conduct our interviews over a video conferencing link so that we can see each other. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you my story. And I, and I told her my, my story about how I've been divorced, how I've had disordered eating, how I go through imposter syndrome on a regular basis, how I battled alcohol abuse. And once she heard my story, it just opened her up, right? And she started telling her story about the things that she's had to overcome with alcohol and the death of a very good friend of hers. And so I wrote the story and I sent it to her. And she said, thank you so much. It was uh, sort of cathartic, right, to to get that off my chest. I do want to talk about uh, I was sexually abused and how do I get that into the story that you've written for me? So there was still a piece of the story that she didn't even open up about. But once she read the story, she felt more comfortable and trusting of us to do so. That to me is everything. When a person looks you, looks at you and says, I trust you to tell my story on my behalf. That's everything. I just interviewed a gentleman by the name of Isaac Kenyon, who is out of um, the UK. And he is um, adamant about breaking the stigma of mental health and men. We tend to hide, right? We tend to not showcase the fact that we got to deal with stuff too, because it's not manly enough. Well, he's telling his story and it comes out on February 15th on our platform. And um, I expressed to him the mental health issues that I've had to deal with, with imposter syndrome too. Like we're a business. It's almost impossible to not compare myself to another business. And I'm like, well, what are they doing? And why are they doing it better? And why isn't somebody talking to us? And like that oftentimes shrinks me in my uh, ability to do the work because I'm so paranoid. And then I worry about who's going to want to read this and why would they read this? And I get paralyzed because I'm like, oh, how do I write about this now? And so when we can be vulnerable with our audience, our audience is vulnerable with us and they trust us. And that to me is everything we can possibly ask for. Well, that definitely sounds like an incredible feeling. And thank you for sharing a a personal story like that. I want to keep going on the personal side. A little bit lighter, though. Do you have any running plans for the year? Yeah, so uh, I'm going back to Lake Sonoma in April. Uh, Funny story. I had originally registered for Lake Sonoma uh, when the pandemic hit. And so the the race obviously was canceled. It got kicked uh, to the next year. California was still under isolation and they um, moved it from their typical time of the year in April to September. And when I went to race in September, it might as well have been racing on the face of the sun. It was so hot. Um, I had a goal of finishing in 11 hours. I got to the halfway mark 25 miles in. It's an out and back event in five hours. And I was like, yeah, we got this. I think I can break 11 hours. 
Well, it took me nine hours to get back because it was so <laughs> hot. I was like, oh my goodness, why am I still out here? I sat at an aid station, Adam, for 40 minutes. Like, I literally <laughs> just sat there. Like I didn't like I was like, why am I even gonna move? Right. And I start doing the math in my head. And I'm like, well, I've got 13 miles. I got five hours to go, whatever the math was. And I was like, that's an 18-minute mile. Oh, I could just walk the rest of the way. And that's literally what I did. I just walked the rest of the way um, just so that I could get in under the 14-hour cutoff, you know. So I'm going back in April to tackle this race again and hopefully have a much better experience. Mother Nature, if you're listening, please, you know, give me like a 60-degree day if you don't mind. And, <laughs> you know, keep the triple digits away. Um and then I talked to a, a a person on Threads earlier this week who uh, informed me that a race company that he does some logo design work for has some great races up here in the Pacific Northwest in the second half of the year. And so I'm going to look at a 50K or a 50 miler in the second half of uh, 2024. But Lake Sonoma right now is the a, a race for the year. Well, wish you the best of luck. I hope you're not on the surface of the sun for that one. And tell people where they can follow you along, the magazine along. Give us all the goods. So as, as a good marketing professional, everything is the same. So whatever platform you go to, it's at run, R-U-N, try, T-R-I, mag, M-A-G, at run, try, mag. And we're on every major platform except for TikTok because there's only 24 hours in a day. Thank you so much, Jason. A huge thank you to Jason Bahamundi. A huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. Bye.